recording straight out of Five Scotland. You're listening to Films and Swearing, the movie podcast with your hosts, Stuart Zellin and the No Cairn, always swearing, Andy Walker. Okay. Drop Mackay. <laughs> Welcome to episode 221 Ooh. of the Films and Swear Movie Podcast. It is IMDb season and yes. we are conquering Pan's Labyrinth and for a few dollars more. Well, one each. Aye. They should know the format by now. <laughs> um, aye. I was just about to say something like that. That's what I've already said. I, I guess we could, you know how we normally do like RIPs for for actors that have passed away. Yeah. Talked about like uh, Joseph Palazzo. Yeah. Now we can add uh, Buttercup to the list of esteemed. Who's Buttercup? The budgie. Oh, your budgie. Yep. Yeah, you will no longer be hearing the sound of that budgie on our podcast. Sure had enough. <laughs> Buttercup wasn't well. Uh-huh. And accidentally left the cage door open and <laughs> fucking cho- he never fed the cats in three days <laughs> Buttercup <laughs> is uh, now buried in, in the garden oh. in a wee box that came from Amazon I've written on the box Bungie do not open just in case there's some curious bugger <laughs> that digs up your garden for some reason aye like maybe far off into the future when the world has ended and there's explorers and then they say oh Bungie Go, What's a budgie? And they open up and it's alive. <laughs> it takes their fucking eyes out. My wife wasn't impressed with the way I packaged her, though. Him. We'd never found out it. 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 I, I don't know what the gender of the budgie was, but... It was, like, wrapped in a dish towel with a flower. Very... Like, oh. Christian. <laughs> what, what, what about the... It's fucking God. God <laughs> gods. You never left They'd any seeds. Down and, yeah. Um, but for me to fit in the box, I had like a dish for towel. For you to fit in the box? The budgie. You said me. No, for me to fit it in the box, uh. I had to like wrap it like a tortilla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like fold one side of the other and then tuck the bottom. Yeah, and, then <laughs> and I left the head it. Just, so oh like, my God. Just so it was like in case it goes on a spiritual journey in a dish towel, <laughs> it sees where it's going. Fuck off. <laughs> I want to fold it in and say, where am I? But I can't turn the scene so I can only see the sides. <laughs> So just these dish towel. Yeah. But I didn't want to cover its face, so I just like wrapped it like a tortilla. Tucked it in a box and buried it in the garden. Told you you should have flushed it. <laughs> no, that'd be horrific. A couple baby wipes in there. Oh, it's blocked and it comes back up. Budgie! <laughs> covered in shite. It's piss. And it's got like a baby wipe as a, like a face mask. And, oh, traumatised. Not even the children, me. <laughs> You'd be shitting in a nappy for the next 10 years. Trying to batter it back into the pan. <laughs> yeah. So that's it, Buttercup's gone. Yes. To be honest, I should have been smart and just replaced the budgie and never said anything to them. But Makes sense. Just said, aye boys, uh, Buttercup's they dead. They never paid a... Uh, Any time I was doing, they never gave it a, a, a toss of it, basically. It just went and made noise. Aye. It was like, acknowledge me! <laughs> like, back up, shut it! Okay! <laughs> <laughs> so. Maybe that's what I've done. I just eventually just committed suicide for all the <laughs> bullying that was going on in your house. Just shouting at So the negative it. energy <laughs> eventually fell over. Yeah. Um, no film quiz this week. Oh, why? Because I left it in the house. <sighs> we are recording from Andy's house today. 
Oh, Almost sounded like a kid's show. There's a house. Andy's house. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Wait. I can't. I can't. We're not going there. Just then. Yes. Aye. Aye. Matthew was a big fan. Aye. They've got that stage. They go past it. It's Aye. gone now. Um. So, I can do we quiz each other? I know we've, we've only got 60 minutes on the clock. For I'll fucking go for a walk. Fuck it. Get your phone. <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking, see our film knowledge of known people's filmographies. If I tell you the name of an actor and you could tell me, I don't know, five, ten films they're in? No, because I've never built a date. Because I'd be who any actors are. Oh, come on. Let's fucking see. scumbag. Alright, Andy, name me ten films. No. Starring Vin Diesel. That's a bit cheating, is it, no? Softball. Fast and Furious 1 to 9. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Wait, have, have they done a 9? Yeah. Okay. Uh, name me another 10 films by Vin Diesel. No! Fuck you, cheat. Okay, I'll tell you 10 films by Tom Hanks. That's all you want to do, eh? Show off and you get a lot of Tom Hanks films. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, I, I probably can know those ones. Tell me the name of an actor. We're doing it this way. Right. Uh... Jesus Christ. Paul Rudd. Alright, just turned 50 as well. Mm-hmm. He was in Clueless. Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I love you, man. That wasn't a film, that's just a statement to you. Oh. I could point at your wedding ring at the time. It's <laughs> like, it doesn't mean anything, you're married, you dick. Um, knocked up. Uh, this is 40. 40 Old Virgin. Anchorman. Anchorman 2. Captain America, Civil War. Good for you. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Call me fucking names like that, you cunt. <laughs> oh, that's the name of that one. <laughs> the next actor. Um, okay, let's make this. Mm, what's it? I've, I've just pictured her, but I can't actually know her name, so that's not a good one to give you. Yes. Ten films starring Mila Kunis. Oh, great. How do you can any? No. No, I can Ted. Yep. Nah, what's it called? When she shags Justin Timberlake in it. Mm-hmm. Fuck buddies or something. <laughs> <laughs> Friends with benefits. The marketing team didn't like that suggestion. <laughs> um, Bad mums one and two. Right, okay. Constantine. I'll give you that one. Why? No I, I, I can't. I've not seen it in ages. I just know it's got Keanu Reeves and a very young child at the booth. Is it? Is he in it? No, he's like an annoying street kid. I don't know if you're... Uh... See, I didn't know she fucking... Oh, she's been a bitch. If there was only a, a movie database on the internet... Aye, but that's fucking cheating, you <laughs> cunt. 
Uh, in that 70s show of the movie, I think that's even the fucking <laughs> Nice thing. try. <laughs> no, I'll give up. That's all I can. Okay. What well, did I get? Five. So. The only other one I could think of was Black Swan. So you're literally cheating me. You'd even kid ten fucking films. Well, I... <laughs> Fucking cheating as fuck. <laughs> but it's not to me to know. You could throw a name to me, and he's like, you don't need to know ten of their films. It's just as long as I know ten of their films. Right. But she was in Max Payne. That's one I would have went for. I just remember holding a machine gun that was bigger than her, and she was struggling. She, Mark Wahlberg, Max Payne. She's not Constantine. Nah. nah that's why I was on the bit. Mark's pain. Because I just minded the fucking angels. Ah, uh, right, right, right. made me think of fucking... Constantine. Constantine. All right. Oh, that filled a gap. <laughs> All right. Filled by your fucking ego. <laughs> well, no. I was going to say, get one for me to get wrong, but it's fine. We'll just move on. Because that's it. If you throw me one and I get it right, then it's just the ego's getting worse. All right. I'm not be able to get out of the house. Or to go through the window. Yeah. If, yeah. I, if I could manage to open it. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, I will have to go first. Because Why? the rank on these films, Pan's Labyrinth clocks in at uh, number 130 of the top 250. You better drag it out because I'm going to be shy here if you mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pan's Labyrinth from 2006, director Gilmero del Toro. Who? Hellboy 1 and 2. Oh, what's his Pacific- name? Gilmero del Toro. Gilmero. Gilmero del Toro. Ah, well. Alright, if you're having a quiz about pronouncing fucking names. I would win because yeah. you shit. <laughs> I can't pronounce the. Smith? Smith? Smitty? No, Smitch? Smith? Alright, okay. That's gone too far. <laughs> it didn't look like you were a bit of a stroke there. You're like. <laughs> you're sitting clutching your arm. How retarded that was. Uh, Mr. Del Toro's top four consists of Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy from 2004, The Shape of Water from 2017, and Pacific Rim. <laughs> piss. Some of the two piss. Piss into my rim. Oh, he, he directed the porno too? <laughs> from 2013. Film stars Ivana. Ban- Bankuro. <laughs> Ivana Cub. That's the little girl. Don't say that about her. Sorry. Is uh, Ophelia. Sergei Lopez is Vidal. Mirabel Verdu is Mercedes. Doug Jones. <laughs> yes. As Fawn. And the Pale Man. You know, if there's always like a weird slender character in one of Mr. Del Toro's films, it's Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. He was also the shape in the water. Was he? Mm-hmm. Was he also Slender Man? Mm. In the movie of the same name? Uh, probably not. Eh? Probably not. Oh. Is he too good for it, like? <laughs> probably. That <laughs> <laughs> not absolute shite. Very good. Uh, Adriana Gill as Carmen and Alex Angelo as Dr. Ferriero. Here we go again. Yep. F E R R E I R O Ferrero Rocher. 
Let's call him. Oh, Commandant. <laughs> Spoiler now. <enough>. Commandant. <laughs> See, our pl- fucking police chief coming about. <laughs> it was police academy. It's <laughs> just that cunt. Uh, so, the plot. In a phalangist Spain. A what? L. <laughs> F A L A N G I S T. A phalangist. Fuck knows what yeah. does that mean? Um, it is. is that the place? Or? I'm pretty sure it's Spain during the war, but when there were. like a civil war and the rebels were taken it back from the army. Right. Something along those lines. I looked at a Wikipedia article a fortnight ago and I've forgotten it. So. Uh, a bookish young stepdaughter of a sadistic army officer escapes into an eerie but captivating fantasy world. Oh, she had mushrooms. <laughs> she was staring. Spiked. She was staring, so she went and ate the mushrooms. To get away from her stepfather doing <laughs> unforgivable things with bottles. I can't wait to it <laughs> What did he do? Mash some boy's face in with it. Ooh. It's one of those things, the bottle never breaks, so you just sit and cave in a skull and just... Nice. Is he a spy? He's like, no, he was just poaching rabbits. <laughs> Steal to my food. <laughs> so, this was not the first time we've seen this film. No. I think I rented it from Love Film many moons ago. Did you? Mm-hmm. Watched it. Was impressed. Sent it back. Is that how it works? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It was a decent film. Quite enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It is totally, you could just label it as like a dark fairy tale. Um, and it, you could tell it's just like a total Guillermo del Toro film where it's like, this is probably exactly how he wanted it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like it had any, like. Outside influences. Yes, like the studio weren't leaning on him to hire well known names or film it in English mm-hmm. or change the setting. Like, he got to do exactly what he wanted. So it's just this dark fairy tale where everything, like the fucking the setting, the fact that it's in in Spain during this war and mm-hmm. the the design of all the creatures, you could tell it's probably him working with all the same people that probably helps him with the Crimson Peak and Hellboy. He done Blade too, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. It was very random, but I just know it because it's got Donnie Yen in it. Mm. The Snowman. Mm-hmm. But it's a really good film. Your review, Andrew? Yeah. No. Like... <laughs> um, I've seen it. I went to the pictures to see it. Aye. Before knowing that it was in Spanish. Ah, so that would be a... It was a shock. Yep. So, I guess the trailer, did you what, Did you just go in blind? Aye. Aye. So was it just the fact that it was that director, or it was the only thing that was shown at the time? I think just made no. I think it was some. I think I saw the fucking poster, uh, the beast with the fucking eyeball holders. Oh yeah, the pale man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just saw that and we thought, oh, that would be cool. And it was. I'm positive it was. What year was this? Two thousand six. Be kind of that was when I got engaged, because we stayed in the holiday and across the road for the View Cinema. Ah, right. And so just and you'd get and buy one get one free if you stayed in that hotel. And I'm sure we just kept going across the road to the and fucking, just fucking pictures. Melt it. 
Oh, yeah. That's what it was. That's a good way to kind of see a variety of films mm-hmm. that you wouldn't normally get access to. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your your reaction oh, to it at the time? At the time, I remember it being very good. Mm-hmm. Can't mind it much. New, like it's yeah. been long since I've seen it. That's the only time I've seen it. But it made me think uh, a wee bit of the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Yes, aye. A bit. And like I said, the film you you can tell where he's got inspiration from because the girl looks like she's fallen out of like Alice in Wonderland, and like it's kind of got those themes as well. Yeah, the same. So with, what it really is is just the fucking very, dark version. Yes. Dark, sober, and set against like the fucking backdrop of war. Aye. So there's all that shit going on, but there's also a uh, sort of influences to Wizard of Oz as well, Aye. where just kind of she ends up in like a fantasy land. Not Aye. so much like she meets a, a whole bunch of characters, but there even by the end of it, where there's that dream sequence where she's reunited with her parents. She's got rupees slippers on, and Aye. so. And she's all decked out in shiny red clothes. <laughs> so, I think kind of it's very on the nose by that point, but... How did the kid this? Did you kid that in the, in the book, they wouldn't actually ruby slippers? Oh, there was something else, wasn't it? Aye. Just a different... They were diamond or something, silver. Right. Ah. Ah, there's, I've heard that somewhere, but... It's like most things, there's always like these wee changes. Aye. Well, because it was the first time they were getting colour, so... Aye, let's make it fucking shine. Silver? <laughs> no. Born as far. That's fancy grey. <laughs> Aye. But the characters... I'm trying to think, like... Other than the fawn, who was... It's strange, because for some reason... People like to point out when I was doing my research on this... That the fawn is not Pan. Because you just imagine that creature's Pan. And this is his labyrinth. But he's never given a name. Mm-hmm. It's just the thorn, and the literal translation is uh, the labyrinth of the thorn. Mm. So they can where the fuck pan comes from because the word's never uttered in the film. But who knows? Not me. Mm-hmm. So like that's cool. So just the fact like the not the production design, but the like the practical effects. They create the thorn and. His sort of like imagination and the the way everything's designed it is like a stop saying dark fairy tale. Um, it, it, it is sort of like I'm gonna say painted through a black mirror. That's not any words right either. Holy shit. shit! What are you talking about? Here? I know it's <laughs> it's it's not all sunshine and lollipops and gold brick roads. It's a very through a very dark filter. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, I got there. Got there in the end, and. So the way it's all designed, like the rooms with the banquet, where the the pale man was, and it's everything's like crimson red, the fucking fire, and just the fucking design is it's like you're watching a horror movie. Yeah, it's it's so much fucking fantasy element mm. to it as well. So the designs are like the fawn, the pale man. There's like the the big fucking toad that she manages to overfeed and retrieve a key from, and there's just. Like, all that is really cool, and it, it does look... To me, I, I, when watching it originally, or seeing the trailers, it made me th- thought it was dead similar to Hellboy. But I think it's just his creative style from Hellboy, and like, it's just mm. how he styles his movies. Talking about Hellboy, did you see the score it got? 
No, I did see a, a new one. thing on Twitter that I was getting negative reviews. Uh, it got 9%. Wow, it looks brilliant. I know. It's got fucking Mo from EastEnders in it. Well, it doesn't. That's probably what's done it. <laughs> Mo from EastEnders equals minus 50%. And I did scroll past a topic on Reddit where there's supposedly David Harbour and the director and the producers did not get on and he walked off of set and refused to film scenes. Aye. And I was like, oh, this looks fucking brilliant. Don't tell me it's shite. Now I'm going to have to watch it thinking he didn't like, he wasn't happy to be there. And it's, it's, it's now got like a negative tone to it now. I'm going to watch it. So I'm going to kind of go in with my ex- expectations already skewed. I didn't do shame. that anymore. Don't give a fuck. Well, aye. Because every cunt hates Green Lantern. I'm, I'm alright with it. Ah, it's fine to watch it. Uh, Suicide Squad, Obdi Panda, I thought it was quite good. Mm-hmm. Chucked in the labyrinth. Uh, Back on the rails. <sighs> Pan. What kind of name's that anyway? That's Peter. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when it comes to real people, the oh, role... wait. Was he playing a flute by any chance? The Pan Piper? No. Pamphlet. Pamphlet? No. He was just kind of just being this, this weird creep. Ah, no, because I'm sure that's what fawns are meant to be meant to run about playing. Ah. There's a pan, pan pipes. Yeah. That would make sense, but I don't did, think I have. didn't in the film. No. Because she's originally led to the, sorry, the labyrinth and uh, the pan, the fawn, by, like, fairies. Ah. And it, it's, like, his sort of creative design and things is always so fucking freaky because she finds like a rock on the road which is like an eye and she returns it to a statue and then this long stick insect comes out and instantly she's like oh captivated by me and be like kill it <laughs> fucking beast <laughs> exactly and then when it, it visits her during the night it finds like an open page of her storybook and sees like a fairy so it changes its appearance to look like a fairy and then leads her to the woods to meet the fawn uh-huh. so it's it's just the fact that it's... They don't trust that it. it's shape-shifting as well. That means it's really ugly. <laughs> but it's just alluring to something that would attract you because they're like, oh, it's like my book. Uh. And just runs off to the woods and gets killed. Which Yay. you would predict... Well, that's clearly what's going to happen. <laughs> These forest creatures are going to kill her. <laughs> but it is... They believe that she was a... A child, like a god, that got trapped on Earth and for her to get put back in the body of, like, reunited with her godparents and all this. She has to complete three tasks. So, for and it's all these really weird ones where she has to be like a little root baby underneath her mum's bed, uh, bathed in milk to kind of help her mum who's pregnant to, like, the to the, the evil general. So it's, it's seeing things like th- this weird root baby, it's just fucking crazy. Strange. And then... When it's revealed, like, when the evil general finds the root baby, they chuck it in the fire and just to see it fucking screech and die. It's like... <sighs> it's just unsettling at times. Mm-hmm. I think this film scared me, Andrew. <laughs> Thinking back on it. But it is the generals, the fucking... Other than the fucking monsters in the film, it's the humans, which are the fucking scariest ones in this. Yeah. The fucking general... Like, was he when he was attacking people, torturing people that he thought could have been spies to the rebels, it's when he goes to attack uh, Mercedes, who is like a help, 
a help in the house, but she's connected with the rebels. Like mm-hmm. her brother's a rebel and he gets captured, so she goes out her way to, to get him released. She gets kind of locked into a room and the general comes in to try and torture her for information, but she sneaks like a knife and just she does this thing where she just cuts his mouth open and like, gets the blade in his mouth and just pulls it across his cheek and just fucking stabbed him several times but it just didn't phase him. You kind of thought, brilliant, she's killed him. But nope. Next thing you see, he's got like a hook and he's just sitting sewing his face back together and it's like, Ugh. Nice. Yeah. It did not fucking put him up nor down. But. Uh, let's have a look. The film's pacing, it run, it's, it's, from what I can remember, it was under two hours, which seemed fine. It was like an hour fifty, but there was that much going on between her kind of being caught in the real world and avoiding her stepfather and then kind of being enveloped by this labyrinth and this fantasy world. It it runs quite well. It doesn't really get boring, it doesn't stay too long in one another. Mm. Like the scenes where she's, I think her second task from the phone was to go retrieve, let's just say a key from the pale man. Yeah. But she had to avoid temptation because he's sitting at this big banquet table with all this fruit, like everything, all this amazing looking food. She just had to go in, take the key from him, and then walk back out the door. And she turned on I should was like, oh, like these fucking cherries look delish. Cherries. Uh, it's like great cherries or grapes. Just takes one, and it's like. I thought it was like, what's the worst that could happen? It's like, well, maybe that big pale guy with no eyes might have something to say about it. <laughs> it's like, get the key and just get the fuck out the room. Basically, yeah. But no, like, ah, I'll have a couple cherries. And even like the fairies are going absolute mental, going, what are you doing? And it's the thing where he's like, he has no eyes and just opens his hands, picks up the eyes, sticks them in, starts looking around for her. It's like, oh no, this is fucking nightmare creatures. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Why would you... And even the fawn would just like disappointed with her for like fucking these things up but it was one of the fucking best scenes of the film because it's just intense she's being fucking chased by this creature and she's in that world for like a limited amount of time she sets like a wee egg timer draws a door out of chalk climbs in and of course this pale man's chasing after her and she lost the door so she has to draw another one so she draws like a hole in the ceiling to climb through there and it's just She's climbing it, the pale man's run towards her, her hands reached out, and you're just like, oh, she's not going to make it. One of the intense moments. Yes. And well, if he grabs her, she could just kick him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> but that was probably like some of the best bits between like the general getting his comeuppance and her coming across the pale man. Yeah. Um, there's not really anything about the film I, I, I could dislike. I can see it's probably not a real rewatchable film. It's one of the ones I could uh, watch it, appreciate it for what it says, what it is. Mm-hmm. But maybe if it was on TV and it was already started, I might watch a couple of scenes from it. But I probably wouldn't sit and watch it all again. It's not where being a subtitled film. Something ah, yeah. you have to sit down and concentrate on. Exactly. So yeah. it's no one you could hear playing in the background. Yeah, cause you're, unless you're fucking fluent in Spanish. Obviously. But not me. No. Nope. Barely fluent in English. But, um, do you want to know where it's sandwiched in between on IMDb? Yes. It, with it sat at number 130, 
Beneath it is Chinatown. A film with Jack Nicholson that I've never seen. Yeah. But it's on our list. It's one that we're going to be talking about in the near future. Oh, is it? Yep. And uh, above it, at 129, is Children of Heaven from 1997. Not a fucking clue what that is. Yeah. So. Some Jesus Angels. Hmm? Something to do with angels. Could be. It's not City of Angels starring Nick Cage. Eh? It's not City of Angels starring Nick Cage anyway. Good. <laughs> um, would you like to know some facts about the film? Go on then. It was made on a budget of $19 million. Mm-hmm. Good. It made, eight, <clears throat> not 88, 83.2 million worldwide. That's good. Uh, 37 domestic and 45 on the foreign market. But you've seen domestic as in America. America, aye. Just, that's how uh, Box Office Mojo mm. said Now, it won three Oscars. Costume design. Cinematography, art design, art design. and makeup. Makeup. Yeah, so easily earns those. Maybe it's, uh, I'm not sure what it was compared against for cinematography, but that one could have went anyway. But the guy is like a master filmmaker, so of course his cinematography is going to be good. Yeah. It was nominated for another three that I missed out on. Uh, the standard, foreign language. Mm-hmm. It, missed, it lost that one to The Lives of Others, a German film. Oh, for fuck's sake. Which, again, is on our list of films to review. Of course. Yeah, but it's a German <laughs> film about spies. Nazis. I'm not too sure. <laughs> I just, butt sex. Butt sex. <laughs> this film just got interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, original screenplay. Uh, it lost out to Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, I I've not seen that. Yep. And it lost out on original score as well to uh, Babel. Or Babel. That was one of those films where it was like three stories interspliced. One of them was Brad Pitt, someone else, Japanese lassie. I think I've seen that. Or mm. is it the one where he gets killed? Oh, that's like I. He's like a personal trainer and he walks into somebody's house and somebody gets killed or something. No, that sounds like Burn After Reading. Uh-uh. Was he wearing red? Aye. Yeah, aye, that's Burn. Now, I'm going to give you an Amazon one star review as well. Thank okay. you. Um, it had 582 reviews altogether 32 were one star uh-huh. I've chosen one for this and it is by user called Fatboy Light oh. <laughs> F-A-T-B-O-I dash L-I-T-E Fatboy Light <laughs> he calls it Diabolical, a film with an identity crisis Oh. Absolutely dreadful film. It's like two different stories, neither of which is compelling, and there is no link between them. Definitely in my list of the worst films ever seen. Mm-hmm. Fat boy light, thumbs down. Sitting there and he's chugging his three litre bottle of coke. <laughs> and he's fucking extra large tubby Pringles. <laughs> this shit's Spanish. What's going on? Aye. I didn't speak that stupid Spanish. Shite. Where's all the butt sex? Oh, he <laughs> loves the butt sex. Why is that pale man not getting pumped by the phone? 
Is or vice versa. <laughs> Fuck it? sake, they've looked missed a hangout there. He could be fisting the man seeing what's happening at the same time. <laughs> it's, oh, your prostate's in perfect condition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then it would come out with brown eye, though. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck. Too far? Brown eye, pink eye, everything. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Andy takes us back to the Old West with Sergio Leone's for a few dollars more. Oh, thanks. Back after this break. Dun, 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 dun. Fuck off. Give me a decent break. <laughs> and then just more, five minutes of music. Just put the fucking music for the film on. Because it's like kind of... Just the the old western music. Right, well that song that's actually in this is fucking... Used in everything. Right, basically. So, uh, director Sergio Leone... So you said, yeah. <laughs> you fucking kid. Go, starring. Starring, go for it. Clint Eastwood. Yes. Taking who he was. So apparently, Monko? Monko? That's what he says, he says. I always thought he was known as like the man with no name. I'd read something like that was... Aye. I thought they were called a fucking Dave. Yeah. Dave? Aye. Who else is in the film, Andrew? Lee Van Cleef. Still famous for his westerns, as you know. And his tash. And his tash, yeah. He, he was a Colonel Douglas Mortimer. Alright. They gave him a name. Alright. The rest... I recognised the fucking Spanish boy, though. Or the Mexican, whatever he is. Yeah. Like Gian Maria Volonte. Okay. He was El Indio. Hmm. What's the film about? No. Was it just for but, a few dollars more? Would you tell me? Uh, good then. <laughs> yeah, right. It's about basically two fucking bounty hunters. It's just for you see them gone, and then they find out that this big famous fucking criminal has been broken out of prison. Right. And the kin and the kin, what he's going to be doing? The kin he's going after the biggest bank in fucking America. Yeah. Or. Wherever they are. Mexico. I think that's... No, is it El Paso? El Paso, Texas. Texas. Oh, they're going there. Aye. Does he want that cash? Because mm-hmm. he was... At, um, and I'm going into details of it. But yeah. That, and then they go try and get him. You find out that the colonel's got a wee bit of ulterior motive as well. Right. Would you dig in that, do you? No. Because <laughs> it's like revealed like... 30 seconds for the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good guy all along. <laughs> You're all under arrest. <laughs> but aye, that's basically it. They go after him for the big baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, shooting and killing, go at him. Yeah. So how was it for you? It's alright, actually. I didn't expect to fucking Did like we? it. Yeah. So it's been fucking good fucking 10 years since I've seen a Western. Ah, right. So this would have been the first time you've watched it. Aye, definitely. Aye. Aye. Before you just say this is the first time you've watched it in ten years, like Andrew. Yeah. You surprise me. <laughs> no, it's like if it's like older westerns I used to sit and watch with my gran. Would that for, kind of be like the John Wayne ones? Aye, John mm. Wayne ones and all. But she did hear a fucking uh, quite Asian side. A quite Asian side. Yeah. Where it wasn't was that, it was that fucking armless swordsman or the baby Oh, carriage. yeah. Aye. Where he basically got his arms chopped off. And Lone got wolf this, and cub. 
tie tie the fucking sword to his hair after he lost his earrings. He's <laughs> like whipping that around. Aye, he was just pushing a fucking baby carriage and like swords would be in it coming at the wheels and shit. Yeah. Aye. I remember uh, right. Films I've never fucking seen either, but you'd think. Aye. Oh, my gran had them on tape. Jeez, oh. She had one with somebody Fox as well. I think. Mm-hmm. Just minded that her being topless bit where Samurai Blade hi- hiding her nips on the front cover of the video. There you go. That's a way to fucking sell a film. <laughs> and for a fucking 70 year old woman to hit. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, Gran, dark horse. <laughs> should be, I should have your Gran on here instead of you. <laughs> well, you can't, she's dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Andrew. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just being honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to start stop a conversation. <laughs> First Buttercup and now the Granny I've never met. <laughs> yeah, never. I think nah. Nah. Even kid if we were if we knew each other when she died. Ah, we did because I went to the club when she died. Ah. Anyway. Aye. So. What now? What do you talk about now? Yeah. What What can I ask you? Ah, you ask me what you want to kill. Because mm-hmm. I'm shite at this thing. Okay. I'm usually just the guy that agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any particular character you're favourable towards in the film? Well, the two main characters are pretty good. Yeah. They're both kind of basically the same kind of guy. Because all the way through the film, they're kind of trying to one-up each other and yeah. double-cross each other, but they always seem to figure out their plans before mm-hmm. it goes... From what I remember when I, I started watching it, I haven't finished it yet, but uh, Clint Eastwood's cool as fucking these films. Oh. Yeah, is it? Like, you could just tell, the man's always kind of done really well, like, in the sense that he's done these westerns. Fucking sexy looking motherfucker, <laughs> too. Um, <laughs> fucking Dirty Harry, he was badass in that, and mm. yeah, probably even when he was going about in a pickup truck with a fucking chimpanzee. Or, uh, or an orangutan. What was that cool hard look? No, no, no. What was that? That was Paul Newman. Um, nah, I fucking can't mind the names of those films. I keep wanting to say Tango and Cash. <laughs> Bad Tango! Bad Tango! <laughs> Kurt Russell as the chimpanzee. Yeah. <laughs> Big Sly still chasing after him. <laughs> I'd watch it. Turner and Hooch? That's the fucking dog, eh? Tom Hanks and the dog. <laughs> Fuck! What's the monkey and fucking anyway? Aye, it's it's there's no fucking Clinton the monkey. It's mm. not. But I do remember just being fucking cool as a fucking cucumber in this film. Mm. And I I was surprised when looking and doing like a wee bit of research in the film, the the order of the films is in the complete opposite order that I expected. It mm. is like a fistful of dollars is the first film, mm-hmm. then. For a few, for a few dollars more, is the follow up, and then it's completed with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. I always thought like the good and bad, the ugly was the one that fucking kicked off, or like this resurgence in Clint Eastwood westerns. Yeah. And he kind of just went off and done other ones from there. I never mm. knew it. It led up to that. I know. I didn't even care they were connected. Yeah. Until you tell me. So. Just there was that fucking much, the, like, they pumped about that fucking much, you know, there couldn't be anything. Aye, so they're all obviously fucking popular. Aye, they were in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Now, the most memorable character I can remember from the film is the old man that's been driving 
crazy by the trains. Oh, fuck, aye. If they ever remade it, that's who Clint Eastwood would be. <laughs> <laughs> Some old gummy dude with a beard aye. who's been driven mental. Aye, they offered to buy his house and fucking, so he would move away so they could build the rail track. He's like, nah. Aye. All right. Fuck you then, we'll move the rail track six feet. <laughs> put it right next to your house. We'll just drive you crazy. <laughs> Fine, do it. <laughs> Alright, now, wasn't that a scene where Clint Eastwood's character more or less kind of ties him up and forces him to do something? No, no. No, that's, an... that's later on. That's Aye. when he's. where he's infiltrated the fucking gang and. gets him to send a message. To, uh, to say that they've robbed the fucking bank in that tune. Aye. So that gives a cue to the police to go and the police. <laughs> the <laughs> the sheriffs. sheriffs to go to fucking that tune instead of being in El Paso. Yeah. Aye. Uh, it was like one of those ones where it kind of shows up and he's having a, like, a friendly banter and he's like, right now I'm going to tie you up, Point Dexter. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I'm being robbed. <laughs> but, um, I'm trying to remember the action sequences. Was there actually a few, or was it quite a lot of story before they actually fired a gun? No, it started off with the credits with some cunt getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> Just some cunt on a tree, on a tree, a tree. on a horse, <laughs> Just riding a tree. <laughs> <laughs> so that boy's clearly retarded. I know. It starts off with that, then then it cuts. Sure, it cuts to taking who's first. I guess leave on Cleef first. Oh, is he know, like getting off a train or something? Aye, aye, yeah. that was awesome. That was badass as well. Tell me about it. Saying, oh, I just stopping this dude. Oh, I'm stopping this dude. He will fucking. Tells the emergency stop. Aye, then just walks off the train with a horse. And is it not like, aye, because I just, I carriage over and he just comes out already <laughs> on the horse. Aye. And they're about to fucking cause a fuss and they realise it's him. Oh. No, I think they looked at his eyes and it was like, you kind of look like Batista. I'm messing with you. <laughs> I think he's got Batista eyes. It looks like okay. and he's squinting. It's like, like how Batista squints. <laughs> oh, that's that's the squint of a fucking bad man. So I'm next time, next time you go look at Lee Van Cleef, imagine I wear a nose ring. <laughs> <laughs> Just shaking constantly. It, it, with a rope. No sense of humour. No. <laughs> Nothing flies over my head. Being invisible. I my fucking reflexes are on point. <laughs> But he gets off that, and then I'm sure it cuts to Clint Eastwood, where he goes into a tune and asks the sheriff he's looking for this boy, and like on a wanted poster. Aye. And the sheriff says, "Oh, not somewhere there." Then the sheriff runs along, gets the real cut. <laughs> <laughs> Happened to be twins. All right. One of them was all right, and one of them was fucking a bad guy. And then they, so he just shot every cut. Then they went into the sheriff, said, "You're supposed to be the sheriff." Takes a sheriff badge off him and goes outside and gives it to some cut else. <laughs> He'd be fucking better yeah. than him. You're needing a new sheriff. <laughs> I alright, Clint, no worries. Sorry. <laughs> Clint. <laughs> alright, Mr. No Name. <laughs> Whoever you are. Guy me Monko. Um so any particular scenes like Oh, there's a quite, a, quite a few, because it's just how badass the fucking two main characters are. Aye. And how much they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> it's like the the bit where Lee Van Cleef walks into the into the bar, mm-hmm. and like there's a fucking cunt with a hump, humpback that's a part of this guy's gang. Right. 
And he goes there and strikes a match on the back of his neck. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> fucking lighting his fucking try to light his pipe off it. The cunt turns around like blows the fucking blows the match out. Aye. So he takes a fucking fag at the cunt's mouth and fucking lights his fucking pipe with it. And the cunt's like, I've got to fucking kill him. I've got to get my gun. <laughs> but, the, but one of the other guys in the gang's telling him to calm down. Aye. That was fucking badass as fuck. Ah. <laughs> Um, how long was the film? Uh, two hours and twelve minutes. Ah, but that's including credits. So. Yeah, I I remember having quite a decent uh, or quite an animated title sequence at the start. Aye, aye, it was. It was like quite trippy. Absolutely shit, but aye, probably good for the sixties. Back in the days, like that was amazing. Aye, it was like names were coming up. It was like bang, it was aye, like a shot, hole, shot a hole in it, and then the fucking flees a water, runs a water, and everything. Yeah. Aye. Um. Now, the, the, oh, and thing, the fucking, did you notice the the opening kind of shows you the companies? Mm-hmm. The one before MGM. Right. It was like a bird. Okay. And it was just like sitting there looking about and then it just shot the eye and the name of the company and it flew <laughs> <over>. <laughs> It's like, holy shit. <laughs> All right. Company doesn't give a fuck. Fucking Pixar, right? You're here. Aye. <laughs> Let's see that fucking light bulb <laughs> shit some letters. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> um, not to give too much away, did I have a good ending to it? Aye, it was pretty good, eh? Mm-hmm. I need to go back and finish watching it. Did, how, did you see any flashbacks of the bad guy? No. Like, where he was like, kind of traumatised looking back and he's, he's, he's like spying through a window at a woman and a man. No, the man, the man's giving the woman a pocket watch. Right, the the pocket watch that kind of that plays the tune. That's the whole thing of the film. All oh, right, yeah. right. And it kind of does that, and then it goes back to it and gives you more detail, and then you yeah. find out that the connection between mm-hmm. one of the characters and the watch. Aye, I, I, to be honest, I probably should just watch it for the beginning again because when. Your guts are rumbling. Yeah. You have to fucking leave. Aye, yeah, that's the reason why I didn't watch it fully the first time, it was because I fucking had a case of the runs. You had the rumbly thumbs. Aye. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking fajita backfire. Aye. (laughs) Want Azuma's revenge. (laughs) Um, But I decided to watch uh, A Fistful of Dollars, since I never finished the second one anyway, I thought I'll just go back and watch the first one. Uh And that was a couple of weeks after watching uh, Yojimbo. Alright. So, and that was kind of what Yo Jimbo was remade as, and how they translate quite a lot of like the old samurai films into westerns. Yeah. So. That's pretty easy. That is probably the easiest two things to fucking transfer. Yeah, exactly. Like I, a lone, lone guy with a gun, lone guy with a sword. Mm-hmm. Swap them around, and it's mm-hmm. easy. It, it works most places. Yeah. And if they've done it here, it'd be a bottle of Bucky. <laughs> Instead of a gun. <laughs> but, um, so, would you ever watch the film again? Oh, to be honest, I probably would. Mm-hmm. I think it was pretty good. Aye. Aye, yes, I really need to get my finger out and watch it again. Aye. The fact that like, you've hyped it up for me again, so I am invested in seeing Lee Van Cleef and fucking Big Clint trying to outdo each other. Aye. And looking cool. Because the bit where they... Where they get uh, 
Clint, they infiltrate the gang. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? I, I'm, I'm trying to remember a lot of it, but the fact that I've seen the first one, now, I'm trying. Uh, it could be blending memories because there was a one where he was getting hammered with them, and he got sent to bed drunk, but he was actually just acting all along. No, I think he was drinking with them. Right, yeah, that's um. But it was, it was like the two that like Cleef and Glint came up with a fucking plan, whereas you would try and talk them into going north. Mm-hmm. And shit like that. Oh, but then I remember he fucking that. he says, No, let's go east. Aye. But then the cunt kid he was gonna go east all along. Yeah. And there was I remember there was a point where they were watching him shoot. And it was another like had he can what they were shooting at, but Levine Cleef was hiding like on a balcony above him, helping him it like he fired one shot but then three things got shot. And Levine Cleef was on a balcony above him shooting as well, but the bad guys never saw Levine Cleef there. It's like he was trying to impress the gang with his shooting prowess. I don't know. But obviously it clearly gives away that there's more than one person there. So Because the gang were aware that Levine Cleef was there as well, wasn't it? But was there not like a sequence they were getting their faces kicked in by the you, gang? That was like, that's only like ten minutes for the fucking end or something. Man. Okay. I've maybe got further than I did. It yeah. might just be like... <laughs> After the first bout of the runs to come back, gingerly sit down and watch Aye, the film. It can't be it can't have the whole time. Aye, and then they give them the kick in, and then he t- tells one of these things to let them go, so mm. he can basically kill off all the rest of these gangs. Then the two can share the fucking money. Yeah, like send them away to go and find them in the dark, and then they'll kill all of them. Yeah, and then while they're doing that, they were going to escape with the money. But mm-hmm. they'd already fucking tidden the money and p- planked it. Ah. Oh well. So I definitely need to watch for the beginning again. I'm mm. watching it like it's fucking Pulp Fiction. It's all over the fucking shop in yeah. my memory. Now, Andrew. Aye. Go and have a look on your computer and let's have a look and see where a fist. No, for a few dollars more, where that sits in the top 250. How do you know, Stuart? See that yellow bar right there? Yeah. It is rated at. 106. 106. And you've now clicked on the, the awards tab. Hey, oh, wait, it got nominated. What was it nominated for? A Saturn Award. Yep. For for Per Un Pungo de Dolori, Il Buono, Il Bruto, Il Cavatvio. Okay. And somebody else. What was the name of the award I meant? A uh, Saturn Award. Best, oh, best DVD collection. Yes. So, About so, time so. that film got nominated at the Academy of Science Fiction, <laughs> Fantasy and Horror. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, alright, click on that. There. So, it was 106. What's it nestled between? Nestled? How do you think it's nestled? How do you think it's Is it going to be like snugly it? fitting in between? Scroll back up. Fuck you, <laughs> Scarface at 105. And The Apartment at ah. 107. Alright. I think it's alright there. Mm. Uh, well, Scarface is fucking one of the iconic films. Exactly. Never really heard of that part, and I do think. That's coming up soon on Films and Swearing. Oh, is it? Yep, that was drawn out of the envelope. Oh. That, that could be your next watch. But probably not. <laughs> so, right. Um, any last words on for a few dollars more? Do you want to have a look at the budget in the box office, if that information's available? 
Right, lifetime gross. Didn't so tell you anywhere than that. Nah, sometimes when I go back that far, the information isn't readily available. Yeah. So, domestic gross is 15 million. 15 million. Yeah. That's probably a lot for the time. I wouldn't know. Back in the day. All time domestic. It's ranked 4,001. Fair dues. Yeah. I old, nothing related to this, but I had fucking. Um, What's its pus? <gasps> Avengers Endgame. Yes. It's pre-sold more tickets than whatever the uh, Aquaman and fucking Shazam oh, done did. together or something. Yeah, I did see that as well. It was like a few films all kind of rolled into one. Uh, and then crazy. It's already broke records within 24 hours. It's already overtaken how many pre-orders they had for it in like, Infinity War. and uh. So it is. It's going to be the, like, the biggest film of all time. Yeah. Like all the films that have like the highest grossing ever, because I reckon if it still ranks as like Titanic or Avatar, I feel this will be probably the film to overtake them. Yeah. Because Until they make Avatar two. And then James reclaims his throne. Oh well, maybe. Oh can't they can't know what the fuck Avatar is by the time he brings it the second then. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck's Avatar? We were children when that came out. Yeah, they've no made it on fucking 4K Blu-ray, so I'm not watching it. <laughs> or whatever's next, 8K Blu-ray will probably be out by the fucking time he makes it. Mm-hmm. Aye. It's one of those things that like, you could have just let it go, but nah, he's determined to make, like, five. Oh, fuck. Like, settle doing James. I think it's just the ra- drunken ramblings of an old man. <laughs> so I've said I it. tell you what I'll be making any fucking films <laughs> while he's getting his catheter put and fucking wheeled back to his fucking room and have a just sat chair. on set pissing into a bag <laughs> blue cats go oh. fly on your magic feather birds <laughs> Stick, tie your ponytails together and go <laughs> yep so what other things are happening in films that you know of since you're the cunt that fucking looks at films all the time? Well, just the fact that people seem disappointed with Hellboy, mm. which is a shame. Uh, everyone is pre-ordering, well, booking their tickets for Endgame. Which we've talked about already. Yeah, but apparently, I don't know if it's just a Scottish thing, but it's like, or maybe it's just because it's a really localised thing. Probably don't need to book a ticket. I could probably just go to my cinema and right. just get a ticket. Cunt could just fucking trip out his front door and watch it. Right, like, there's... Fucking, I was seeing trends on Twitter about people saying, I was in a queue for ten hours to try and get tickets for Endgame, and it didn't work, or it took me two hours to get tickets. And like, really? I mean, just book them the night before. I can't imagine cinemas being well, like maybe midnight screenings, sure for the fucking diehard fans. Uh, the cunts who want to be wants to spoil it for everybody. Uh, well, that's also going to be the thing. You're just going to have to have like a social media blackout forever until you and see it. Exactly, and just hope that you plan to see it opening weekend, or yeah. you'll be driving yourself crazy to try and protect yourself. So what day is it? Twenty fourth of April, I think. Hmm. So, I'll maybe, maybe see, we're going down to Manchester on the 26th. So maybe whilst you're there. Aye, why not? Two birds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there any good cinemas in Manchester? 
Fuck knows. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you'll have all your standard chains. Don't know if there's any fancy independent ones. Oh, fuck the independent ones. <laughs> Give me IMAX. Fuck the keto. <laughs> feel better? Yeah. Is that good? Feel better after saying that? No, actually, I feel bad. <laughs> they tried really hard. They did. Uh, I did notice the Shazam. I'm in two minds whether I want to go see it. I'm probably not going to manage it now. Mike doesn't like it. He does seem to be the the only person I know that has like a mixed opinion of it. And, but I did see The Rock congratulating the success on his film hitting number one. And I was like, how is it your film? And then right enough, executive producer. And he's the bad guy in the next one. Yes. <laughs> Which was actually announced Fucking years before he was actually I, they actually thought of it making a Shazam film. Exactly. It was like before fucking Cameron came up with Avatar 2, The Rock was like, I'm Black Adam! <laughs> it was like, okay, settle pal. Sure, you're the villain no cunt's heard of. Aye. <laughs> Aye. But it, it looks like one, it does look like a fun film. Mm-hmm. The sense of humour seems right. The, like, the take that they're doing on it. Mm. Kind of looks like a mixture of like Superman, Big, and uh, Hancock. It kind of has like a bit of a dirty sense of humor, and it, and then it, it's, it's a child, children basically. Yeah, and now it, and then it's like Big. It'd be amazing if it does have like. I wonder if they ever the referred to him. Ah, he did the wee dance, and now he's a full grown man. He's just breaking the piano because of superpowers. Mm. But I wonder they probably won't. But would they ever call him Captain Marvel? No, nah. no, nah, just. Alright, Shazam. Aye. Aye. I always thought I was fucking, like, tripping boz when I seen Shazam for the first time. Has he seen no Captain Marvel? <laughs> and then, because, like, I mind it on that fucking Injustice game. Yes. I mind it on being on that and it was fucking... Listed Captain Marvel? Aye. Aye. And I used to always get mixed up, saying, oh, he's Captain Marvel, but he's not actually in Marvel, he's fucking in DC. Ah, that's a big strip for a lot of folk. Yeah. Like, Captain Marvel, but now, obviously, Marvel have Captain Marvel. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a lassie. There was, did people say, what a time to be alive, and they had a picture of two cinema screens, and one was showing Captain Marvel, and the other one was showing Shazam. Like, what's the fucking chances? Like, right, two Captain Marvel films, but to have them both out at the same time, competing <laughs> against each other? Yeah. So. Well, not really competing. Nah, well, they might compare numbers. Oh, and you see all the news by Disney as well. Their, their streaming? network. Streaming yes. network. Aye. How the Falcons get his own TV show and. So was... Aye, Hawkeye. Yep. And it's going to play fucking Mackie and. Ryan Reiner in it. They're actually starring in the shows. Ah. That'll be alright. Because it's going to be continuing, like, you know, Disney and Marvel, like, all the fucking yeah. stories to fucking join together and shit. It's, it's all canon. Right, it's all ah. canon. That'll be alright. Yeah. I was... I guess it... Obviously, they could do whatever they want, but I'm just thinking, well, I guess that kind of confirms that Hawkeye lives... Uh-huh. If he's got his own series, or he dies, and then the series starts on him just lying dead on the battlefield. So, oh, what did I do five years before I died? I then, remember, uh-huh. remember when I died at fucking Avengers Endgame, two thousand fucking nineteen. No, I never turned to sands. No, <laughs> I've got cool Japanese tattoos now. Yeah, like koi, Fuck, and- fucking fish. <laughs> 
So, but no, I look forward to seeing Endgame. I'm trying to think what's out now. Yeah, Pet Cemetery guy. Uh, I, so. I saw the tail end of the original at the weekends. So just evil wee bairn attacking his dad. They keep what was happening in it. Yeah. But it's got fucking John Connor in it and he pisses me off. John Connor? Oh, aye, Jason Clark. Yeah. Yeah, he pisses it's, me it's off. It's got Jonathan Lithgow in it. Who? Remember the Lord Farquhar from Shrek? Big tall guy, third rock from the sun. Yeah. Quite theatrical. Yeah. Aye, he's in it. I don't, I, he might be like a granddad. He's yeah, kind he's of that. be the son, is he? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Dad! <laughs> Why? It's like, you're Benjamin Button. <laughs> We've got your fifth birthday party booked. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Stop burying all the pets. Oh. Learn how to spell cemetery. I've just been nice. <laughs> I killed them all. I may I've, as well bury them too. I've made the neighbourhood children masks. Oh. <laughs> Paper mache masks. Fuck them. So... Right, that's... that's it, I think we're all talked to it. Right. Well, we're just having mad ramblings of our own right. thoughts. Yeah, I'm happy with this. Good. Right. Uh, if you want to support Films and Swearing, go to filmsandswearing.com and click on our Amazon link and do some shopping. We'll get a little commission from your purchase. Yeah. It's a nice way for you to buy yourself some cool shit and help us out at the same time. Yes. Or you could buy that shit for us. Send it to us. Mm-hmm. We'll give you your address. <laughs> Not on the radio, though. <laughs> Other than that, social media at FAS Podcast to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and I think what the term is to, to follow you on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Fuck knows. <laughs> I, I need to put a poll up. There's, I feel like I could be doing more with our social media stuff. Uh, but then I feel like I'm just doing the same as everywhere else. Because, uh, like, basically. do I mention about what films have turned in 30 today or what films on Channel 4 tonight? Should I tell you about this actor turning 65? No. Do you care? No. Do you know like, Russell Crowe's 55 now? Do, do, did that interest you? Do you want to like that post? No? Okay. Just tell us what you think in a Scottish slang. Uh, in it so, like, fuck's sake, Jackie Chan, 65? Fuck that cunt was dead! Fucking old cunt. So. Still kicked my ass, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could sneak up behind him and just fucking KO <laughs> hook to the ear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know he's got a plug in his head somewhere so if I fucking hit him right on the head at the right point uh, brain goes splat yeah no one wants to do that to Jackie Chan his fucking bathtub you want to be the guy that does that to Jackie Chan no yeah. the world will fucking hate you and uh, fucking fear me <laughs> <laughs> I'm no fuck with a cunt to kill Jackie Chan <laughs> he's fucking solid that would, be, that would work if it was like Bruce Lee because like the boy dies in his prime he's like oh how did that happen make ninjas Fucking though. Fucking night ninjas. <laughs> Isn't all ninjas night? <laughs> it depends. If they come out during the day, do they have to wear white? Yeah, I've seen them in white. Yep. A lot of white ninja movies. Yeah. That's racist. <laughs> and on that note, racism. Yes. It's bad. I've been your host, Shirt Silent. Joining me across the room is a no-care, always swearing, 
Andy Walker. Fucking dick. <laughs> they say it like that. Stop fiddling with the springs and tell them. Fuck off. Tune in next week. Once more of energy. No. Once more of energy. Fuck off! And tune in next week. How's that? Oh, oh, do we bit take it down a notch? No. Fuck off and tune in next week. Less musical. Not a wee bit auto-tune there. Fuck off and tune in next week. How's that? Perfect. Fucking Americanized. Nailed it. Yes. Like Jesus to the cross. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting close to Easter Sunday. I'll let you away with that. Good.